I am totally appalled at the fact that, you know, you're in this predicament with school. I'm totally appalled. And I'm appalled that Bussy, you know, somebody that has to, that was in school, that has to take a semester off. It's, it's just appalling. Yeah. And I'm just going to leave it at that. It's, it's appalling and it's unacceptable. Yeah. When we talk about financial literacy and we talk about the math that is required for them to navigate in the real world, they're not getting training like that in the school. And that's the thing that's so, are you going to do it now? Are you going to do it now? Right. You know, like we know right. it's, it's, not, it's not mapping out. And you graduate and the kids for what? For what jobs? So they really have to think very differently now. We really have to have our kids think very differently. I was thinking about what Nicole said, um, the charge of, of, and you, to start a pod, or at least start a training of financial literacy, um, entrepreneurship. That's what we need to be doing while they navigate in school and do their uh, required learning for now. But they also need a secondary learning. We have to find out what it is that our children want to do. Right. You know? Um, we have to, I mean, the reality is all of them need to know how to open up a savings account. All of them know, you know, just the technical stuff. Each and every one of them need to know what it looks like, what a, um, a budgeting sheet, a, a bank statement looks like budgeting, because these are the things that they're going to need to start their little entrepreneurial endeavors. I'm not even going to say little, but their entrepreneurial endeavors, you know, they have right. to know taxes. They have to know that mama Nikki, that the stuff that I have doesn't magically appear that these, this is coming from somewhere, you know? And so we have to do that work because it's not in a public school system to do that. That's not right. what it's for. Right. So at a certain time, we have to say, okay, this is what it's for. And um, this is what it can do. And then this is what it can't do. And that can't do is where we need to fill in. Because they really, I, I'm, I'm trying to tell Xavier right now that you are at a crossroads. Understanding economics, understanding that we're at the meeting of an end of the industrial ever. Been at the end of the industrial ever. This is a new era. It's been a new era right. for the past 10 years. And there hasn't been much to accommodate that. But if brown people know anything, they need to know that they better start their own businesses or we're going to wind up at square one again. We don't want to be at the end, the bottom of the barrel. As I'm, a matter of right. fact, like, like Nikki said, I'm not, it's not much I want to change. I just need to learn the, the rules of the game, you know, um, because I know for sure the stuff that I'm doing right now and, and the, um, the means of getting it done is through the times we're in right now, period, you know? So I'll, I'll ask questions. I'm, I'm constantly creating new courses. I'm constantly creating um, discussions, having these type of discussions. It's very, very important that we all just kind of think different. Think different because we already know what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not even personal. So any, any, any challenges this week with the uh, remote learning? How's it going? Um, I know for, me, for Xavier, it's been challenging because a lot of the, the, the work is... is it's like nonsense. It's, it's nonsense. And it's, it's, it's like, I really need to have you do stops right now. Like, as I'm gathering this information for him to do this educational piece, this financial literacy piece, he's going to have to do what is required. And I said, he's going to have to have one foot in and one foot out. One foot in and one yeah, foot out. Yeah, my girlfriend has a business. My girlfriend's business is called Goal Setter. And I'll text it to you. I think I did text it to you. And um, Malachi is in Goal Setter, does stocks and bonds and savings. And you can save for your goals for the kids. And it teaches them financial literacy. Also has a debit card um, where you can control it. They have to go through financial off. 
So it's very good. It's called Goal Setter. So I had opened up the account for Malachi about three years ago. And okay. I put his a weekly allowance into it. Um, I, uh, we, if he wants to save up for something, I put it in there. So it's really good. And it teaches, all, it, it's, it's really about financial for the, um, the link to the uh, app, how you can see how it looks. But yeah, I, I'm with you on the whole thing with the kids and this whole, I think this has been a little bit, um, I wouldn't say too challenging, but I can tell that this is going to be a long year. And I don't mind the remote learning sometimes in these classrooms with these teachers and how they're actually teaching the kids and I have a chance to look at the work. Yeah. But the other side of it is, um, I was saying that I, I appreciate a little bit of the remote learning when um, I had the opportunity to actually hear his lessons and see what's going on. And if he needs some extra time, I can, I can afford him that. I can do that. I can uh, give him some individualized attention. However, on the flip side of that is that, um, is this, I mean, I, I need to make sure everything that he's learning, is it going to be useful for him? And exactly, um, the teachers right now seem a little frustrated. They seem very frustrated. They seem like um, the ones that are there. So, I mean, some seem happy because a lot of them have opted out, right? So now they're at home and they're working from home. So I guess some of them are happy, but it's still a level of, I can feel like, it's still like a level of uneasiness. And I know it's just the first week. Right. So I guess once we get into the groove, uh, things will get a little better. But, um, you know, I am not confident. Uh, I'm holding very little expectations for what this is going to be. Yeah, cool. Let's just say that I'm holding very little expectations. I have his curriculum. I have everything that needs to be done. Um, I do like his Common Core classes. So uh, let's see how this goes. Uh, again, like I said, um, I know that for a fact, um, just in terms of Black people as a whole, we going to fall behind. These kids yeah. going to fall behind. Yeah, because it's more yeah. the same. And, um, it's more the same, Nikki. It's, it's because the, the well, because one of the things is that you have to be, and sometimes it's very hard for Black people, but you have to be fully engaged with when children are in school, and you got to be fully engaged with this remote learning and it's hybrid learning. You can't have one foot in, one foot out, and you got you have to be engaged in on it. And you know, for us, a lot of us don't have the capacity to do that. Our jobs different, um, you know, different other obligations, maybe one, maybe three kids you're trying to do homeschooling for. It's a lot, you're juggling. So it can be, I know this is gonna be challenging for a lot of people. And I just wish that there was some other resources that they can give for the kids. I wish there was. You know, I feel like I agree with Nikki, you have to be fully engaged with the children. You cannot for one second take your eyes off. You have to kind of hear what's going on you have to kind of see what's going on, you know. Um, so far, I feel like the teachers that my daughters have, so I feel like they are engaging them. I feel like the work that they are giving them, you know, it's like the first week, right? So you, yeah. know, you have to kind of give them time right. to kind of get acclimated and knowing because they're in a new grade, you know, right. Adjust to school, of course, because they've been out of school for months, and then you know, getting on to get that. Now, my older ones, I'm having a little bit more. Uh, my, my oldest, my other son, he goes to PS38, so his teacher keeps him on Zoom. No, are they using Zoom or are they using Google Meet? I'm just gonna, but she keeps him on for maybe like two hours. Like, and she's literally, so now, now I, like, I have to leave one room, go into the other room, and then I have to see what is, what is he learning, Right. sit in right. the background, hear what he's, he's being taught. Right. And so far, I feel like 
I feel like them, it, 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 I feel like she's doing the best she can, but it's like they're hitting him with work. And I find myself now, even after school is over, I still have to sit with him to complete work. Yeah, you know what I'm that's like a good that. point. And it's yeah. like, you know, it, you know, it, it is a lot. Now, my, my, my middle schooler, I don't even know. Like, it's just like, I'm, I'm trying. Like, sometimes I'll go in, I'll, you know, look and see if he's having a meeting and then is he doing the work. I hate that he's, he just turned 13 on Sunday. So I literally have to, like, still be like, what are you doing? What are you, are you on Google Meet? Let me see your Google Classroom. Let me see. You know, sometimes it's, it's, still, it's still a nuisance because it's like, you know, I have to do that with the other three. But I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just prepared for, I'm prepared to. Listen, we can only do what we can do. And I think the good thing is that, and I want to say for us, I think that we are in a better position than most because, you know, we have the challenges with 15. But for the most part, District no, yes, 15 is. is a good district. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, I, I'll just leave it at that. There's, there's nothing, there's no black or white. It is what it is. Um, we do have our challenges and we just got to stay, you know, keep our, our foot in the game and make sure we stay ahead uh, of what our children are doing. But um, I got to tell you, I know you say you have four. Sometimes I'm like, you're on it with the one. So I have no excuse. I have nothing to say to you yeah, in that it, it, it can be challenging. You know, I actually had to, I, I had to drop my classes because I was so worried about what are they doing with the kids? I couldn't focus on my classes because I'm like, right. what about their education? You have to do this. Oh, we need HIPAA filters. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is. So you couldn't even I, focus I on your own education. Things. Right. I have to put myself on hold because they are the primary focus. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it is presenting its challenges, but at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, the, the kids, kids are first. first. Yeah. I mean, so, that's it. You know, I hear you on that one. Kids are first. Where, where are you in school at? Well, actually, I was I was attending Hostos because I had to kind of start all over okay. again because I didn't want to pay the tuition for private, like to go to LIU because LIU was willing to put me straight into their nursing program. But oh. I do not have $22,000 a semester, mm -hmm. even with the Excelsior, even with TAP, even with Pell, even with, you know, I, I just don't have it. Mm -hmm. So I have to kind of be realistic and go where it is that I, I, right, I can afford. Right. So that, that is, that was the school I was at before motherhood okay. and everything took place. So I said, well, let me go back there. And then once I bring my GPA up, then I can look into coming out here in Brooklyn. Okay. So that was pretty much my goal. That was where, cause I was taking women's studies this semester and I was taking um, health and um, I was taking another uh, writing intensive. And I just, I was like, listen, I can't, I can't do it. I cannot. It's just the story of our lives as we juggle everything. You know, it's like, you know, the I tell people the struggle is real. They have no idea the things we juggle in our hands to keep this this whole thing afloat and keep it together. And, you know, it, so even with this delayed opening, you're a prime example, right? With people like, I know people like working moms and people that are in school, you know, this is crazy when you thought, uh, okay, we're going to open tomorrow. No, actually, we're going to open next week. Oh, no, we're going to open in three weeks. I mean, this is people's, you know, you're looking at people's lives. Not that parents are looking at the school as a, as a drop-off point, but people, uh, our lives are, are pretty much... Um, we live our lives around school, right? Our children are in school, so we know that these are the hours that we have. This is why they have aftercare, because you know, most for most part, most people are working right. parents or in school and trying to do things for themselves, right? right? So you know, this is, it is what it is. So I think that that's the that's the hindrance that's really the big thing. And I, I what I what I probably would have felt better is is that if they just would have said in the beginning, 
everybody's removed and then people could have planned accordingly, right? If you would have said this in August, everybody could have planned accordingly. And then, you know, you wouldn't have to have had this, uh, these two separate things going on. Because I think this is where the confusion lies. And, you know, people in your situation, and other, you know, it's, it's a lot. So, you know, I tell you, I bow, I bow to you, okay? Yes, we all do. I commend you. <laughs> We all do. But let me welcome, let me welcome um, everybody. Hey guys, welcome to Five Black Moms as we continue so our late. conversation on so the day in so and day outs of being a black mom and staying ahead of the game. Welcome everybody. Welcome. Yeah, I, I, I apologize for being late. No worries. No worries. You were just I talking just... about schools. Hi, Nicole. Hi. Just talking about, you know, the school, the school delay. We were just discussing, um, you know, the hybrid. Sorry, boss. Remote going and just, and just, I'm going to call a boss. Okay, I'm going to call a boss. Is that okay? I'll just say boss. Basse. And we were just discussing, you know, just the challenges, if there were any. We were just saying, you know, we are lucky, all of us, that we are in District 15 because it's not, you know, although it has its challenges, it is doing better than some of the other districts. But just the struggles that, so it's a lot, you know, you think about that and then her going to school and then having to not take classes this semester because of the whole, you know, well, we what? the fiasco with overstarting yeah. this Okay, well, let me pause. Next week. I, so, you know, it's, let me ask it's, you this, this real quick. a lot of people's livelihood. Let me ask you this real quick. Vasudev, please say your name so we can say your name correctly. Okay. Um, it's pronounced Basede. But you know, people call me Busse for sure. Like a bus say something. Busse. Busse. Yeah. I'm gonna call you Busse. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm gonna call yeah. you Busse. <laughs> right. Busse. Okay. Busse. okay. Yeah, that's why I used to tell people Shelly. They be like, "What's in the Shelly?" I like Busse. Okay. Yeah, I, I like too. Busse. I like Busse too. I like that. Okay. Okay. That's okay. good. Yeah. Busse, are your kids in the? Are your kids doing blending? Yeah. Okay, how is it? How did how did it go in the school? Or they're not in the school? No, yet? they start officially Monday. No, Tuesday, because Monday's Yom Kippur. Mm -hmm. So Tuesday uh, they go back. What's the grades? Uh, second and fourth. Second and fourth. Second and fourth at two sixty one. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I have a fifth grade what, at thirty eight. How many days they go in? How many they go in? How many days they go in? Um, they go two days in person and then three days um hybrid. I mean, you know, okay. uh, remote. So okay. yeah. And then we're still trying to figure out the schedule because the way the because the way the schedule is looking, I just that's why I just just close my eyes for a second because I'm like around. So there's like you know group A, group B, group C, and then they're like you know they they like one week they go one day in school, four days remote. One week they're two days, three days remote. One week I know it's, it's, it's and I said you know I have a girlfriend that her kids are um no. they're in hybrid, but because you know it's her, you know she works she works for the she's a uh, she's assistant DA. So she has to work because she's back right. in the court system and the court systems were closed. So now they have a lot of cases that they have to put up before the grand, the cases are coming to her, but they have to put the foot uh, above uh, for the grand juries. And then her husband is an educator. So he's online fully all the mm. time. Her daughter's in second grade. So she has to send her, but she was saying to me, she said, if I could have just did, you know, remote, yeah. I would have, she said, because this, she said, I just when I thought I had the schedule, right, they changed it. So she said, I got three different schedules going yep. on. So she said, it's mm -hmm. difficult for me to get coverage for these three different schedules. So, but you know, that's why I said, we have to do what we have to do. And this is, um, you know, cause you know, some people, you know, essential workers have to be out here, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, I it's, can't even work. I have no baby. First of all, I have no babysitters. Okay. Even though my son is 13, legally, my younger ones are not allowed to be with him for right. more than two hours at right. a time. So mm -hmm. I can't even say, well, let me, you know, because I have jobs calling me. 
But I'm like, stop calling me because I can't work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to, but I can't because you know, no employee wants to hear I have baby, I have childcare issues. Right. No employee wants right. to hear that. Like, it's like right. you gotta, and you know, a lot of the jobs that I applied for are in, you know, like essential right. workers in right. hospitals and stuff like that. So they mm -hmm. really don't want to hear, go run and pick them up and stuff like that. So now it's just like, and particularly if you're in healthcare, if something goes wrong with, you know, if there's a, if we have another pan, you know, if we have a, so it's just like, oh, no, you know. About it. they're, they're already in talks because my sister works in the healthcare and we may experience another yeah, so lockdown. I mean, you know, because it's spiking, then it's flu season. I just rode by Williamsburg and, and that's cold. all I want to say. So, I just came from Manhattan and took the Williamsburg Bridge and rode through Williamsburg. And I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! So you heard about that too? Oh, okay. I thought I was going. I'm, I'm gonna like, just like, leave that right there. I go through Williamsburg well, to get home. You can't do that. The mayor, I mean, the that mayor man. did. The mayor did say, like, you know, it's clusters all over the place. The mayor has declared like the five counties. So this is. Uh, yeah. This was uh, coming through Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. Yeah, he declared Williamsburg. And this like, was Williamsburg. Yeah, he he said that. There's there's major clusters in that area, so it's yeah. like people are not understanding that this is. Oh, very they serious. don't understand anything. It looked like and a sweet. It looked like a straight summer day from throwback in 1980. No, yeah. like even like you know even now with this ridiculous school schedule, mm. how preschool pre K goes one hour a day. Nicole, that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard of in all my life. Yeah, that really does sounds really crazy. That is the most ridiculous yeah. thing I ever heard of. Like I'm like I can't no even sense. like I can't even like I I don't I don't even know what to say because we're both essential workers and I mm. have to work. And what about two sixty one? No, it's the same. It's the same. Two sixty one is not. It's the same schedule for all the pre. Oh, it's this the week. same. It's universal for it's all the universal, kids. It's universal. Yeah. Oh. So then after September 29th, it may get to longer hours, but they're not sure depending on how many, what is the infectious rate within the school. I can't live my life like this. My kids it. can't live their life like this. Like I literally, like last weekend, I worked 30 hours to make the time I'm missing. And it's just like to work so much, it's affecting the quality of my life. <laughs> And the right, policy right. of what I can right. get to my kids because I don't have a choice. Like at this point, you know, as much as I can say right now, like this COVID thing is not going away. If people think that it's just, oh, it's it's in the back, it's in the background. You can go out with no mask. You're you're mistaken. And if there is another shutdown, don't be surprised because there's only so much you can sustain. If your neighbors are not doing it, if these neighborhoods are not doing it, it just takes one person. And what's happening is that for me, I'm seeing I'm seeing things and I'm like, all right, I work in the field. I know specifically what's happening and I'm praying because I have to be there. I don't right. have the luxury of not being there. And I cannot spend the night at my job as like what was happening when it came about before. Like, like, so for DOE and for the mayor and Carranza 
to keep pushing this for someone who who works in the field i'm like this is this is ridiculous because you had enough time to plan even if you said that everyone was remote for the first two weeks i'd rather you said that than for it to be this oh next week this it's like you're playing a guessing game and what's happening is that you're playing a guessing game, but it's only affecting the kids. That's right. all it's affecting. Because even with remote, you couldn't even log on. Some of the hybrid kids couldn't even log on because they didn't have the the online schedule. That's why you would get affected by that. Which is crazy. Which is so crazy. And then some schools didn't have it ready for the hybrid kids. So the teacher literally emailed me for Aiden's class was like, um well, let's try this, we're doing this. And I'm like, this sounds, is, 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 and I understand the teachers are frustrated, the principals are frustrated, the parents are frustrated, but where does the buck stop? Where does someone take ownership and say, this is enough is enough? No, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. And I, and I mean, I wish I, I wish I had the answers. <laughs> so, Nicole, let me ask you, when you were in, back in the spring when we had the lockdown and the uh, shelter in place, didn't they have um, facilities for children of essential workers? They did have, they, have they did have facilities for essential workers. The issue with that was is that there was people like, you know, before I send my child anywhere, I have to do my homework. So there was people that was getting sick but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't sure if it was COVID related. So I didn't send the kids. So, so they have these places and I was going to send them this week and they didn't call me back because there's only one place for my address. And, and how many essential workers are there? And now, you know, it's like this first come first serve. Okay, yeah, they, they have to do a little better with this. Um, they have to do a lot better with this. I swear, better, yeah. I swear. Um, Come on now. I swear. I think. Um, I swear. I, I think really contacting a lawyer to find out. You know, the DOE is not able to accommodate us the way parents need to be accommodated. Then they need to maybe you know financially they need to foot the bill for us to do something else. Particularly in case in point with a situation like Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I need, so then I need, I need to have someone pay for a pod then, because this is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they should, definitely pay, for they should definitely pay for pods for um, essential workers. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And also for people, you know, if you got parents that are trying to work and that are trying to do, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a kick in the ass right there. That's a huge kick in the ass. Like, I'm expecting you to show up to do some amazing work, put yourself out there, and then in the back end, I don't support you and give you the tools you need to be successful. Because one thing that is demonstrating right now is there's clearly, see this, I'm not, it's, there's no complaint from me because there are layers to this. This mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Bus has layers. Nicole has layers. Who, I mean, who's who's like, dealing with like, that? Like Bussy mm. says, she has, you know, jobs are calling her, but she already knows what that means. That means long hours, right? Because you're in healthcare. Right. So now you got to turn down jobs because the, because, you're, because the educational system ain't together. And yeah. she but had to drop out of, that, of school. There's a divide. There's and a divide. Drop out and of she had right. to drop out yeah. of school. Let's not sit in well right, right now right. with me. Right. Well, That's because, painful you know, and, and listen, let, let this just say, you know, I have one, right? And that is difficult. But you throw, if you have two, I have friends that have two. Anytime you throw in two in the mix, two different grades, it's a lot. 
It's a lot. It's a lot. And, and then there's a divide also between the private schools and the public schools. Most yeah, of the most private of schools are private. Most of in the private, private schools are going to school full time. Yep. They figured it out. And yep. and they don't like they have testing available. They have the saliva test. Like I'm lucky that I'm I'm able to go to NYU for school, but I can't take you know enough classes that I need to take. I have to just take one and I'm barely even taking it because I literally I'm living thing epidemiology. Nicole, I didn't even realize that you were working and going back to school. I didn't know you were getting my doctorate. Absolutely I'm not. To oh, Me I didn't neither. even know you were a doctorate candidate. I didn't even know that. So there you go. That's another layer. <laughs> mm. Incredible. But it's like, but it's like, you can't, you can't, you can't do both. You can't. And I see my neighbors, she, their kids are going to school every day. And I'm like, why can't DOE get it together? Yeah. I mean, why can't they get it together? Mm. At the end of the day, this is just failing all kids. There's no way a remote, like, I don't care. Like, I had mm. to go on Amazon and spend, like, close to $300 to buy blue screen glasses because when the kids are on the screen so long, they develop nearsightedness. So you have to get a blue oh, yeah. screen for, for, um, for their eyes. Because yeah. What is it called? You need to put it's that in the chat, Nicole. Yeah, it's called blue screen glasses. I have to get it for both yeah. of them because what's happening is that after, um, if oh, you're in the screen because the eyes are developing, you, um, the kids will develop nearsightedness. And yeah, it's that's... been proven that this this occurs. So, so that's why these technologies have blue um, blue light filters. Yeah. So that that way it yeah. can protect the eyes from. And even the old computers that they, the old computers I had, I had to switch it out because some of the new computers have it, but it's have expensive. The then you have very to, then expensive. Have, and I'm just like, how, you know, you have to put all this money out and it's, and it's just showing you how this will now become economic, a socioeconomic mm -hmm. crisis with these kids not going to school. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why the public schools can't get I have two I have two little cousins in my family and they've been in school for a little over two weeks now, but they go to charter school. But they but it seemed like the charter school that they go to had it together from the beginning. Even though I personally don't want my kid in charter school. But they they're not having really any problems with um learning or they're just you know, they just can't go in the building, but they're definitely on. I think they're, I think they're going into their third week actually, and their their work is like flowing like with no problems, and it's no like computer pro. There's no logging in problems. There's there's just no problems. So my thing is that I don't understand why the public schools can't get it together. Do you think that it has to, Sophie? And this is uh, Sophie and Nicole. Do you think that it has to deal with? Um, the, the, I mean, again, the haves and the have nots to be able to look at a situation and say, okay, I have to show you that this is the difference between public school and what it is that we pay for. This is the difference. I can tell you what I think. I think well, the charter schools, the charter schools they go to, they don't pay for it. But I also think that this is yeah. a union thing, and the yeah. union with the with the DOE that that teachers union is very strong, and mm -hmm. so you have a lot of teachers that um, do not feel comfortable. They have called out. I have a lot of friends that are principals and APs, and mm -hmm. the number of staff they are short staffed. That's why De Blasio mm -hmm. had to push back. 
the whole uh, open school because they had no teachers. That's what New Jersey did. New Jersey just said, okay, let's just all go remote because nobody came in. People are getting accommodations to not be in the classroom. So I'm not going to argue that point. But I will also say, even with private schools, um, you know, they don't have a union of teachers. So either they come into work or they ain't got no job. So, you know, you're going to be on point. So, I mean, you know. I mean, I mean, the, um, I mean, the charter schools that my little cousins go to, they're, they're fully remote. So I, the teachers, the teachers, they were just ready to work. They don't have to worry about going into the building. Yeah. And I think that's once the teachers are, I think that a lot of this is going to subside because a lot of teachers didn't want to be in the school. So a lot of them are mm -hmm. very, so a lot of them are going to be happy with what's going on. And I think mm -hmm. still with the DOE, why you find a lot of hesitation is because I think the majority of the teachers just want to be remote. They don't want to be in the classroom. They don't want to do any blended or anything like that. So mm -hmm. the fact that they have to do this blended is against everything. And you got to remember, they are hiring so many teachers now. So you're going to have a lot of new teachers because a lot of teachers are not coming back into these classrooms. Mm -hmm. So like, who are these kids going to be taught by? I don't know. And I mean, you know, it's always money and economic. That's that's always the thing too. I mean, Mahisha, you know, that's always that 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 always plays a factor. That always plays a factor. And but I just feel that you know, I just think that there need to be provisions for essential workers for actually just for workers, just for workers, just for workers. I mean, particularly okay. Well, first, first and foremost, yes, you're essential workers, and then you know, um, just in terms of people that uh, obligations and I mean if you this you, you, you know have a have a provision in place have a provision in place and this may not work for everybody because everybody's job right now is not I mean not, we may be on lockdown again like Nicole said and then corporations will have no choice but to uh to say you know everybody's working from home but right now some people's jobs they have to go in Right. You know, some people have to go into work, like, like, so, like, case in point, like Nicole's an essential worker, and then you have people that have, like she said, she's in school, she's a working mom, she's in school, yeah. she, right. you know. So it, there's a lot of layers to this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. T, do you, you know, have to go in? Me? To um, T and or. Oh. Or do they have to go into school? Yeah, we have to go in. It's um, well, now it's much better being that we have our PPE and stuff, mm -hmm. and. Can you break me, that I'm, down? Can you break that down? What is that? Uh, protective masks. Protective gloves, equipment. Masks, protective personal glasses, equipment. Gloves. They give us wipes to wipe down our calves. We got shields to go over our face and stuff like that. So it actually got much better since March. So this is challenging. Uh, is the, is the uh, MTA still shutting the system down at 1 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. It's one to five. That's because oh. the homeless people, because they'll sleep on the train. Because before they did that, because I used to go into work like, like four in the morning. I see mattresses, pillows, blankets. That's a whole apartment. It was actually families on the train. It was just ridiculous. So in order for them to clean the train, they had to shut it down because these people was actually making homes on the train because. A lot of them were saying that they was afraid of the shelters because the shelters right. a lot of people were so that ran down into this train. That'll probably be a problem when you get to. I mean, because you know this pandemic happened in March as we were moving into April with warmer weather, but now mm -hmm. as we get into the winter months, it's going to be a problem with the homeless population. So I mean, there's so many things that are going on, and then we have this crazy fool in office. 
Oh, gosh. And I mean, you know, that, you know, um, people don't realize what's really happening out here. The amount of judges of lifetime appointments that he has appointed. Um, and it's very important to, to pay attention to these things. And um, the fact that he could actually appoint a third Supreme Court judge is just unnerving to me right now. Oh, the contradictory party. Yeah, well, we know Obama that's what they was are. about to leave, and yeah. they got him to a point. It's like, oh no, wait until the next president come in, and actually got. I think one of the senators, I forgot his name, but one him saying that, oh, a Republican senator, and he said, oh, we have to wait till the next Senate president go in to nominate the um Supreme Court justice. So now that Trump is in office now he wants that same senator want to rush and nominate a supreme court justice so well of course because they they know what that because the republican party knows how to get in line and stand behind they don't like trump but they know how to stand behind because they want their agenda and you know we they just can't get it together this other party but um yeah i i just you know we have to we have to be very cognizant because he last week i think he appointed was it 80 judges that he appointed eight was it was some ridiculous number and he has appointed lifetime commit lifetime commitments of, of federal judges and state judges that he's appointed at least a hundred already, which is wow. just crazy in the judicial system. And this is why we have you know situations that like what happened today in Kentucky, because um, you have these appointments and when you have these judges and lawyers that are voted in and you know we don't you know we're not a, we don't really understand the local politics. This is when the problems come up. Well. We definitely have to have, we have to stay in communication with that as well. What I would like to hear from you um, women is, can you describe some of the things that your children and will need moving forward? Like, who are they? What are some of the things that we can do now that will give them more of a preparation of what it is that they want to do and need to do? What are the life skills that they need to do? What do they need to learn? And how does that tie into the next 10 years? Because it looks, it looks quite different. People are graduating with degrees that they can't use right now. So what are the things that they can do? Um, I mean, I think not to put too much on children, but I definitely think financial um, fortitude and financial education is something that children need to have, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what's important. Okay. Anybody else want to answer that? Bus, you want to answer that? I was just thinking about the question too. Um, and you got to think about it four times. Mm-hmm. <sighs> You gotta think about it four times. Sophie? I'm I'm thinking I I mean I agree with Nikki about the financial, but I, I'm just trying to think of I can't I don't know, I'm I'm like it's like I'm drawing a blank on this. Right. <laughs> it's a lot. She she's That's a good question. question. I will say that um, globally we need to prepare our kids and our children for this global world that we're in and we need yeah. to so their minds are not just um that they think outside the box they're critical thinkers but they also know what's happening on a global level so mm. our children definitely need to know more than one language 
that they can learn too, that would be great. And we need to tra have our children travel outside of this country and to see mm -hmm. how other countries are living. Um, you know, we plan to do a couple of things this year with Malachi, like last year, I know my, my husband was in France for four weeks and then I went to Greece and then to, to Europe and I was thinking, you know, this year I have planned to do some things with Malachi, but the pandemic, and I don't know, you know, what that's going to look like going to other places, but there's definitely, you know, the, the continents that I need to take him to so he can understand and see that, you know, the way the United States lives and the way people do business here, it's not the, it's not the world. And so right. I want to understand globally how the world operates, um, but then also just um, to give him time and opportunity to be a free thinker and to think about what really probably makes him happy mm -hmm. and that what's he, what does he want to do. Mm -hmm. So to give him that financial, you know, that financial freedom. We were reading the book Cast, my book club, and one of the things that a parent said is that we have to stop, or she said, no, when are we going to stop telling our kids that they have to be work twice as hard to get twice as less. Oh, wow. And break it down, Nick. We break it that, down. Right? We work twice as hard, right? All of us, right? We've worked twice as hard, but are we getting, we still ain't getting our equal share, right? Right. So we're not even getting our equal share. So we tell our kids all the time, we have to work twice as hard, twice as hard. So we're, we're, we're telling our kids to work twice as hard, not even to get an equal share of what's going on out here. And so, you know, we had this long discussion with a couple of parents. And one of the things that they said is that I don't talk about getting to working twice as hard. I talk about why it's important to work hard and um, so that they understand what the work ethic is and not comparing them because it, it can be of a disservice to our children. So, and when we constantly compare and compare and compare and compare, mm -hmm. it could, you know, you know that's, that's psychologically, what does that do to children when you constantly compare? You have to work twice as hard. You have to be better than the white people. You have to be this. You have to be, you have to be on point. So, you know, and it was, uh, was eye-opening to me because I think that, um, I don't know if I was, but maybe sub subconsciously I was doing that. Yeah, yeah. Without even knowing I was doing it. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm making a better effort of not to do that. And just to make sure that um, I try to prepare him for the world at large. So the financial aspect is huge. Um, I think that is, that's a huge component, but also his, his mental and social and emotional happiness, what's going to really make him happy. And then just seeing the world outside of this country, just seeing the world and allowing him to be a kid, just allowing him to be free and to be a kid. And I mean, that's probably the best that I can do, because I think that for me, I saw my mother, you know, the, the, just the, her working jobs and going to school, it was like a struggle, right? Yeah. And so as kids, we see that. And so I try not to, I don't want to um, put that burden on him. So, you know, mm. just so at some point for him to enjoy life. If that makes any sense, because I don't even know what I just said. No, that, that actually... <laughs> no, that's mm -hmm. you know what's so funny? Mm -hmm. I agree with you 100% because mm -hmm. I see everything that I did through life. Work hard, work hard. Everything was work hard, pay bills. Get out of debt. Work hard, pay bills, get out of debt. But I told my daughter, I was like, you know what? I said, in life, you have to enjoy travel. So I tell her, like, just now, I say, yes, you know, go to college or whatever, but most importantly, travel, see the world mm. as you can because the world is your oyster. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And she may not even want to reside in this country after she travels, right? You know, so you know how many people have left this country now? that are living other places, they're like, oh my God, wait a minute, I'm out of here. <laughs> no, my daughter, mm -hmm. let me tell you, my daughter seen more states than I did. 
than I have ever seen. And she's like, she went to Atlanta, she went to North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, and all that stuff. She's like, oh, wow, this is different. This is, she's like, we need to move there. I was like, nah, it's too quiet for me, girl. I'll travel there, but I ain't moving there. But I said, you need to broaden yourself. So that's what I be, that's what I tell my kids, like, to travel is not this little cluster that everybody is in. Like the area we live in, you see the same person every day sitting on a bench. You wake up, they're there. When you go to sleep, they're there. It's like the same thing. I'm like, no. <laughs> Look at Bossy. Look at Bossy. <laughs> girl. I'm like, go out there. I was like, don't be like them. Like, she's in school. But she goes outside, friend is right there. From her, high, from her public school, I'm like, don't be like her. Go mm -hmm. out, see things. Mm -hmm. In downtown Brooklyn, it's everywhere and you know she loves it she do want to travel and i'm like go ahead girl i said if you don't want to spend your money on how can i say it all right i'm not big into like investment in properties i'm like i'm 40 i don't know how much longer we on living on this planet oh stop so it you young girl stop it stop it <laughs> i said no i said i'm going to travel with that money there's so many things i want to see i still want to mm -hmm. go to the pyramids I still, because I'm a historical person. I want to go to Greece and see where the... the oh, Greece. Greece was amazing. I was there last yeah. year. Let's go back. I want to go see, I wanna go see go the Gladiators Fort. You know what I mean? I'm a historical <laughs> person. I want to go to these historical places. And that's where I, I want to invest my money in, traveling, enjoying life. And, I just, and basically, that's what I try to tell her. Like, enjoy life. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, I think the best thing my parents made me do was study abroad. I was in high school and I was a mm. sophomore and my mother's like, you're not sitting in my house doing nothing. And she sent me to Spain. I was oh. in Spain for four months. That's wonderful. And then um, I, 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 you know, I lived in um, different parts of the Caribbean and then I lived in Brazil. I went to Italy. So that's one thing I have to say my mother was very keen upon because she was like, I didn't get to do these things, but there's so much to see. And I would like, you know, my kids to, you know, to be that way. I mean, my mother always was like, I'll pay for your ticket, you pay for your way. And mm -hmm. meaning like, she paid for my ticket to Brazil and was $2,000 because she was like, you're going to do business class, stuff like that. But I had to work. 10 hour days during the whole mm -hmm. summer to save up money for my room and board. Mm -hmm. So I think there's ways you can teach your kids and also teach them, you know, the power of the dollar. And I just, you know, yeah. that's one thing that I want, you know, my kids to hopefully have. I want them to see the world wherever, how they want to see it. Mm -hmm. If they want to go to Africa or if they want to do Peace Corps or if they just want to just, you know, be like my brother who just like, left to go to Australia and he was like backpacking I don't know but at least he has that experience and I think that's one thing that you know I, I think we've always been trained especially on my dad's side I would say this and and he's like you go to school you work you get a good job whether it's city federal state you get a pension you buy a home and that's what you do and with my mother, it was such a different type of like, no, I want my kids to do this. And I just want to have them to have that experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm just concerned 
with how things are going now that they won't have that between the climate change, mm -hmm. how this government's mm -hmm. working, because it's, mm -hmm. it's insane. But also, you know, just to piggyback on what Nikki said previously, to understand your civic duty as a citizen. Like, that is so key. Like, jury duty is key. Like, being in, in part of a jury, whether it's for a ticket or for a murder child, having that experience and taking and being responsible and understanding what that means, those are important things, a part of our citizenship of how we can change, you know, what's happening. So I just want them to be a whole citizen of the world and of the U.S. Yeah, that's beautifully said. What are some ways that you have noticed with your children? Nikki raised something really important about being thinkers. How do you see that your children are understanding the difference between what's happening systemically and the difference between what is needed as a thinker? Like, can you guys give some examples of what that may look like with your children in the conversation you have with them? Little things, big things, little things. I think for one, honestly, I feel like my children are a little bit, they, they're knowledgeable, but I think I kind of keep them sheltered a little bit because, okay, so for prime example, we live like in a poverty stricken um, community. We live in Brownsville. So, you know, the children know what's going on in the community with, you know, the high crime, the lack of healthcare services, you know, they're aware and they know, like, you know, that's why I was shaking my head when it was like, you get up in the morning, you see the same person sitting on the bench. When you come home, you see the same person sitting on the bench. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you know, you might as well get paid to sit on the bench. You know what I'm saying? You hold up the bench all day, every day. Like, you know, but in my, my six-year-old daughter said to me, mommy, I'm tired of seeing the same person, you know, just there. Like, I'm tired of seeing the same. So for a six-year-old to acknowledge, you see this person all the time and they're just not doing anything. You know, I think when I have conversations with them, ultimately their goal, I think their goal is to move out of the community. They want to live in a neighborhood that's not, you know, when they hear noise, they're not ducking because they think it's a gunshot or a back fire from a, a car, which 98% of the time it is gunshots. So <laughs> I think their mindset, even though I try not to have them, you know, flood them with so much, I think they know, they've experienced things systemically. Like I said, when my daughter had the situation with the boy that choked her in school mm -hmm. and how there was, you know, to that situation or how my son was called uh, uh, you know, excuse my French, a black ass monkey. He was in fifth grade, two sixty one, and there was no response. You know, to you know, so I think they have encounters of like, you know, things systemically around them, and you know, and I have exactly. To, listen, you know, this is this is a, a tough world, you know, and unfortunately, it hurts my heart that you had to experience this, but in a way, I'm kind of glad that you experienced it now, so you can mentally prepare yourself for what's to come because mm -hmm. it's not going to stop, unfortunately. No matter how much we fight, no matter how much we protest, no matter how much, you are still going to experience some form 
of racism, whether mm-hmm. it's in your school, whether it's within your job, whether it, you know, it's just it's 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 about. So mm-hmm. I I think I think that while I try and talk to my children about things, they they're knowledgeable just because children like sponges, so they see, you know, and they know. And they ask questions and stuff. And I think, you know, ultimately for them, I think where they, what they want now, I don't know if it's more of a short-term goal or whatever. They just want to move away from where we are and to someplace better, someplace peaceful, someplace that has a backyard, you know, someplace that they're not hearing sirens or they're not hearing uh, uh, fire engines or then, you know what I'm saying? Just just the, the, the mess of it all. And, you know, long-term, they do talk to me about their dreams and aspirations. One wants to be a dancer. One is very into um, IT, you know, mm-hmm. with, with rebuilding and, and, and coding and, and computers and stuff like that. So I think that... Um, I, as much as I can within the best of my ability, I try to maybe look for outlets that can um, assist with what I'm looking at that can be a potential um, talent for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Of course. I, within, within, nurturing within, them, within, nurturing it. Right. And just, you know, but I, but I think when they ask questions, I answer them. But I think sometimes, too, I might shield them a little too much. Because when certain things are happening, they don't understand. And mm. when I'm watching the news and I'm crying and they're like, mommy, why are you crying? And then now it's like, now it has to have those tough conversations. But I, I think maybe myself as a parent, maybe I think I need to wake them a little more and stop shielding them. Because I'm trying so hard to shield them from where they're living environmentally that I'm not realizing I could be shielding them a little too much from the outside world. And they may not be prepared to go and face, you know, mm-hmm. what's, what's ahead of I them. feel the same way. I think this son of mine is living in Disneyland every day. No, not. As he runs up the stairs. No, not. With, with just underwear on. <laughs> well, that's why this is only audio. That's why I'm glad. Well, I hope you already see that. I think this kid. Only right audio. Here, I tell him he is living. He is living his best life. The bedside that I knew when I was little when my grandmother lived over here is not the bedside he's living in oh. at all. But <laughs> at you all. may show that, you know, um, I, I say, you know, people but learn I'm, on different levels. But Every I'm like, Bossy, I need to really, I need to, you know, I need to shake this up a little bit. My friends, we were saying the same conversation. One of the things I find that's like for me growing up, I was able to figure things out. And there is some, how can I say this? There's some benefits for not having a lot of privilege. There's benefits from being raised in a single parent household. There's benefits from being raised in an area that you, you may deem that is not as safe as you would like it to be. Um, and I think the benefits come because for kids, um, you know, you have to figure it out. And you had to figure it out. Like my mom worked and my dad, my parents are married. Then my, my, then my parents separated. Then my mom, just me and my mom, we grew up in Star Wars City. My grandma lives on this side of town. My mother worked. She worked. Then she went to school. So it was a lot that she had to do. And I had to figure things out. 
-hmm. You know, the responsibility was like, okay, I was a latchkey kid. At sixth, fifth, sixth, fifth or sixth grade, I was coming home by myself, opening up the door in the house, <laughs> making sure my mother would ring the phone twice, hang up, call back, and make sure I got home <laughs> from school. There was no cell phones, you know. Mm -hmm. Don't let nobody in this house. I'll be home at six. And, you know, when I yep. got a certain age, cooking dinner. And so I figured it out. And mm -hmm. I think for me, I figured everything out for this one over here. Yeah. But that's not healthy. Yeah. Well, we're going to identify. That's not healthy. We're going to identify because we, no. if we have one piece, if we have uh, like a big piece of clay, like a big piece of uh, a pizza dough with all these different ingredients that, that make up our experiences, we, and a lot of our experiences have to deal with systemic racism. We're born into it. It's what it is. Like Nicole said, Nikki Mitchell from even before we born, those laws that were in place in regards to housing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We have to look at this clay and start separating, like put both our hands on the clay and start pulling apart the things that have value. Mm -hmm. Just pulling apart the things that have value because this, I, this is where I say, you know, the universe doesn't make accidents. If you notice mm -hmm. with the universe, we learn both ways. We learn from parents, awful parents. We learn what not to do. And we learn from good parents. What to, like, there's always an opportunity to learn. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes, like um, Bossy said, and Nicole just said, and Sophia just said that, we have been so trained to look at this one lump of pizza dough as just a bad experience. But when we take a closer look and start making smaller different versions, smaller pieces from the pizza dough, you say, you know what? There is value there. Mm -hmm. You know what? There is value here. And, you know, me coming from a spine injury, I don't mess around with pain. When something is, pain is painful. But what I learned is that pain wasn't the enemy. Atrophy was. The ability to lose, you know, the, by not practicing or, or, or stop moving because the trauma was so great. It, you just want to paralyze and just don't move. And then I said, stop that, snap out of that, move. And I was like, but which way? I can't walk. And said, some, something said, move, roll, do something, but just don't atrophy. <laughs> you know, and like you said, Nikki, you figured it out. Like today, I threw Z Xavier, wanted to go to school. I knew that the, uh, the, um, the teller wasn't going to take money on his hand. So he called me on his phone, said, mom, this machine is acting weird. I can't do, okay, I'm heading home. I said, no, you're not. So I met him at the train station. I stepped back and he was in front of that machine for 10 minutes, y'all. And it was a line, but we wasn't moving. He was sweating and he was nervous and antsy. I said, try it again, you know, because they have to learn the do. And that's a small thing. And when he was done, he was sweating bullets. 
but he was so proud of himself. I gave him a pound because when it comes time to learning lessons, I don't coddle him. I don't even hug him. I gave him a, uh, like a good job. I headed back home. He headed to the school. So there is this comfortable thing where we got to get the kids to doing the do, to being able to function despite other people saying, oh, don't go here, don't go here. But there's a balance, right? We don't want to throw them into the fire, but we, we do at certain times want to get them to navigate the yeah. fire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know what I would like to see, and I think through this time, and I was saying, I know we have to go, but I think that during this time, and I hope we come out of this with COVID, is that we try to help one another more. Because I think we lost that. I think that we've lost this yes. sense of helping one another village. and looking out for one the another. Village. That village, right. And you know what? If um, you know, if I make it here or if I know somebody, you know, just to say, you know, well, who knows? Listen, I need a job here or if I need, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, we just need to really start to come back and help one another. I so I, um, you know, I'm the only black person in my job and um, they're really talking a lot about in my, in my, in my area, I'm, I manage all of New York city. And so then there's other managers, but I'm the only one on my team. And one of the things that they're all, they, everybody's on this diversity and inclusion and they're starting to have, you know, open up more for senior management. And I said, you know, one thing I, I'm going to start making sure that I hold their foot to the fire and we need to start recruiting more people of color, more black people. And I'm going to make sure that I told, like I told friends, anybody that I know, I'm referring them for the job because I'm so sick and tired of mm -hmm. ill-equipped white people making a whole lot of money. And they have mm -hmm. no problem of referring people that have limited qualifications for jobs. Mm -hmm. And we always uh, have a hesitation. So I just right. hope that our village, like uh, Tianza, I hope our village comes together and we just help each other. And I hope with us women on this phone, I don't know what I can do to support you, Nicole, or let me know what I can do. I don't know if there's mm -hmm. any, you know, whatever the case may be, if there's mm -hmm. something I can do to support anybody on the phone, let me know. And I think mm -hmm. we all need to try to do that. I was you thinking know, what, about what is, that. What is it? And what I is can... it that we can do to support one another? And I'll hold mm -hmm. you to it, Nicole. I have a few hours during the week if you need me to watch Baby Girl you know, um, to schedule, you know, some, some instruction or whatever it is, because we don't have to be everything for, for each other. We can even gently right. decline. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. But the ability, yeah. I don't know Whatever about y'all, but the, the ability to yeah. have the option to say, Oh man, I have four people asking me for if 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 I can use if they can use if I can use their assistance. It feels good to feel like the support, mm -hmm. even though I may say no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. But it feels good just to know mm -hmm. that it's there. You know. And let me say this, you know, and I know people yeah. like I was talking to a girlfriend of mine, and she's like, oh, you know, I think. Um, Bossy was saying this, um, you know, different levels bring different troubles. I always say whatever level you are is going to bring a different trouble. So, mm -hmm. you know, people may be on different levels and different things, but everybody has this something. Has, I, like I told you, my girlfriend is assistant. She's a DA. She's a, you know, she's a, she's a, a, a district attorney. She does very well. And she's in the same boat as everybody else. Yeah. What am I going to do with this little girl? 
What am I gonna yeah. do? Because yeah. I gotta work. I can't yeah. be I can't be at two places at one time. So I mean, we are all figuring this all out, and that's why. And I, and I, you know, even with the with the level of women that I'm in a different organization, we just need to start as Black people helping Black people out. Yeah. Who used I'm that totally word me- merchant last in week? Who used the word merchant last week? Who said the mer- who had the merchant story? Oh, Erica. <laughs> Erica, you know. Okay, anybody have any thoughts before we wrap up today? I thought it was in, very important what it was that we talked about. I thought it was a great call. I do, I do. Um, um, well, Nicole, know that if I could, I would have, you know, me and Nicole go way back. So, you know, if I could have did anything and did anything to help her with um, the two little ones, I, I wish I could. You know, it's if I, I think in my case, if I didn't have to, if I was just home, not working, I would have took on the kids because I got, I'm, I'm at a point where even though the both of us are home, it's literally hectic in here because sometimes I have to run in his room, his Wi-Fi dropped. I have to stay on call. So the fact that I had to teach him to be um, independent and navigate through Google Classroom. It's only because I can't even get off the computer. Mm. So to sit by him, it's just sometimes it gets really, really difficult. And I just wish that, you know, I just wish there were more hands to help. I think about the people that have more than one child and it's got to be crazy. Yeah, crazy because I only have one here and like sometimes if I'm on a zoom call or a meeting like you know he will call me and then I I mean I I don't have no issue telling my job if I'm in a meeting oh you guys gotta wait a second I'll just get off because um you know that the situation is a little different but I I sometimes sit back and I think of all the other people that can't do that. And it's extremely difficult. It's extremely difficult, especially when, you know, these kids, they got a new teacher, it's new work. They want you to do everything different. And half of the stuff is not even working like they said they're going to do. Like this whole, this whole um, DOE email, I'm not going to even discuss that, but he's working with it now. Just to, just to get through that, I said, okay, hold on. You know, because he was... Last when when it was the shutdown in March, he was using he was using his own Gmail, but now he has to use the DOE student net email. So that's a whole new just to set that up. Do the skinny pop though. I said okay. It's just it's just I thought it would have been easier, but I don't know. It's just a lot to deal with. So I you know I really do feel like they something has to be some a lot of people need help a lot of people need help and i and i and i think is that it is ridiculous that for a city like new york not to have all this not to have as much help i I, think i'm just speechless at the whole thing especially the essential workers yeah and i think you know we're going to be the ones that yeah getting the short end of the stick 
But, you know, I, I, I got a couple of emails that came in this week. I got to go look through some things of people with different options of things that are going on. And I'll look through it and I'm going to send it to the chat and to the group. And I think also we can just brainstorm and figure out, you know, what is it that we can actually do? Nicole, you have given, I know I can speak probably for everybody. You always give us, keep us up to date on everything that's going on. I mean, we are yeah. so grateful to have you in this group. Just keeping us so I am totally appalled at the fact that you know you're in this predicament with school. I'm totally appalled, and I'm appalled that Bussy, you know, somebody that has to that was in school that has to take a semester off. It's, it's just appalling, yeah. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's, it's appalling and it's unacceptable, yeah. You know, it's just mm. well, I just have a subscription to a wine club, but you know, these. these... <laughs> going on right now. I'm just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I pay that twelve dollars. Did you say you have a subscription? All right. What kind? What kind yeah. are you drinking tonight? I just, I, I'm, I'm gonna drink a nice Sauvignon Blanc. You know, just to keep my mind. You know, That's what I'm talking about. These kids, you know, we, my kids had the iPads from the DOE. They shut down. Right after school ended, they are currently not working still, and school has already started. Mm -hmm. So I spoke to somebody from the school. We said, "Okay, put a ticket in." I put a ticket in a week ago. Have I gotten an answer? No. So now I have to run around like a, a chicken with his head cut off, looking for devices. And then the if you can find one, if you can find one, because they're all gone, pretty much. Right, so it's just a lot. So are you looking for everything? Everything is gone. Are you looking for a laptop? I'm just looking for something that they can use because I, you know, what I like the iPad that they gave because once you go onto Google Classroom and set up their account through the DOE, it's not. It goes like that. But the problem is. They were supposed to give it with internet. And oh, it has no internet. It has no oh, internet. Okay. It does not function. You can't even use it. Can't even use it for uh, the hotspot. Nothing. Even if I turn off its internet and connect it to my Wi-Fi for them to use it, you can't even do that. No. So it's just, uh, uh, it's just two, two beautiful-looking iPads just sitting there doing nothing. Because That's just a damn. Well, because the companies that, that were trying to do their whole Good Samaritan back in April, May, and June were like, hey, you have us for about a month of free, but then you have to sign up for the, um, to, to pay afterwards, you know? No, this is something with the, uh, the, the security. So I'm having the issue where I had to just go buy Aiden a new $800 computer because they don't have the VCL. Like the way it works is it's through a secure network, right? So you have to have a VCN or whatever you call it like that. But not all computers are made like that. If I knew that, I would have gotten the free one. But now I'm like, 
I'm spending money left and right because right. I'm not giving him my MacBook. I got work to do. Right. And the only computers that yeah. can work on is either a Mac Air, a, a iPad. But if he's on the iPad, he go talk to his friends. You know. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. So I had to go invest in one. Yesterday I was family. I was on a phone call with like important people and I get text. I can't log on. I can't do this. The teacher sends me a YouTube video with with under the assumption that it tells you from A to B. I don't even have his his New York City account on me. I oh. registered it a month ago, but it didn't even have the email on it. So then I had to go call right. DOE to be on hold for 150 minutes. I told the lady, I don't have time for this. You, and I, I told her point blank, I could grow a dick by waiting for you guys. Can you get your shit together? Excuse my language. I hope you edit right. this out. And then like, I had Nikki. Finally, I I got I got someone who could help me, and then his dad took like two three hours. I told the teacher, "You're giving me a YouTube video." At this point, also I'm watching this over and over again, and I don't think she understood. So then I, we were able to Google it, and then he finally got on, but he missed his class for the second time in a row. And I'm like, "This is crazy." So besides the time, besides the fact I have to spend money on all this stuff. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, can my mother was like, why don't you send him up here? Can any of you guys use huh? this? I told Zach. I had the Chromebook, and then the, 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 the key stopped working. Yeah, the Chromebook is not compatible. I I right. even, my keys just stopped. Like, you can't even press the keys to see. To, to, it, was, it was just a mess. The man said the iPad. iPad. Yeah, they have, I have the iPads that they gave them. And, and even with the iPads, you know, this is the iPad mm -hmm. that they give them, right? But even when you try to use it, you can't, you can't, um, you can't log on to anything. Yeah, Not today you can't get into the classroom. You can't yeah. access emails. You can't do nothing. I so is that what you're talking about? About having? I overheard. Yeah, I overheard the teacher telling one of the students in the class. The student was having issues because she couldn't log in to Seesaw because the iPad wouldn't do it. And she said okay. that's all she had. Yeah, because and it's... Uh, it's apparently, yeah, and then apparently it kind of messed her parents up because they were asking, the teacher was asking, well, is mom or dad there? And the girl said, no, I'm home by myself. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> she said, no, I'm home by myself. I'm like... I, I said, oh no. So, but she couldn't, yeah. So that's a whole new different level. This is making me just This is good that we're actually having these conversations. Yeah. This conversation because, you know, we have to talk about this and we have to problem solve. We tag your it. We are all problem solvers. And you know what? They probably, yeah. And you know what? They probably had to work. You know, I was telling, I was telling somebody, you know, it's not like when before, I mean, you could leave your kids in the house and say, listen, don't open the door. I remember when I was a kid and that was my point is, I must say, don't open, don't open the door. But I'm like, these are 50, you know, it's kind of like it was an awkward silence while he was on the Zoom class because it was like, okay, so it was like the teachers didn't have much to say. They said, okay, I'm going to email your parents later and see if you can set up the seesaw. But it was like a, such an awkward silence when she said, no, I'm home by myself. I'm like... It was like, you know, I don't bro, know what to say. You know, I don't want to go to that. Quote number one, mama told you not to tell nobody. I know, right? Know. And you know what? They probably, had to work. they probably had to work. 
They tell her mommy is sleeping. Mommy's sleeping or mommy in the bathroom. Mommy's sleeping. Mommy's in the bathroom, right. That's rule number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was lying. <laughs> I was lying since the kid. My mama said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I Okay, I know we gotta go. Well, next week I look forward to talking to all of you guys. Okay. Listen. This is the conversation. This is the conversation that's on our hearts and our minds. And we got some problem solvers. Because no one is gonna who's gonna do it. And, and this is good practice. And another thing is getting our kids involved in the problem solving and the solutions that are required to let households function. Because we don't live in Smurf Village. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Anyway, I'll catch you guys mm -hmm. on the text. Thank you guys. For all joining good. us. Good night, all. Thank you. Good night, everybody. I'll try to put some stuff in the chat. Okay. Everybody have a good week. Good night. Anybody Definitely. Have a good week, just put okay. it in the chat. Okay. 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 See you soon. Bye. Bye, Black Moms. She drove me crazy, and she tried to make it seem like we were working in corporate America, and I was not upholding my obligation. Right, and you're like, I ain't doing it. And I thought you were like, you like, I didn't no, I'm not getting a promotion or anything. I'll well, I know you like last I checked, I ain't got no benefits. Yeah, I just she was she was just she was doing too much. I just I, I, know, I, it. I know it. You have a job and you got a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> That's the funny thing. She had a job. Oh, she did. Like, Interesting. She worked. Yeah, I forgot what she did. Um, I think she worked. I can't remember. I know it was something. No, she no she she worked. It seemed like she didn't have a job because she just. She had a little too much. Maybe she had one of those jobs where she was very flexible. I guess I don't. Know. So. A lot, a lot, a lot of time on her hands. How are you, Mahisha?